Then Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, returned to Galilee. What do we learn about God and about ourselves in today's scripture? Let's step inside this story. There will be some pictures on the screen to illustrate my message. And I want to begin by saying at this point in Jesus' life, there is much that is behind Jesus. As I mentioned, the wilderness was behind him, and that's our first picture. The desert is behind him. He put Satan behind him. He wasn't fooled by his lies. And going further back, his remarkable birth at Bethlehem was behind him. And even further back, his spiritual ancestry is behind him. Here is the son of David and the son of Adam. Behind him are centuries of expectation and longing for the Messiah. Behind him and upon him are the prophecies of old. Behind him, 30 years of preparation, being part of an ordinary family. And although we know next to nothing of Jesus' childhood or teenage years, he lived and he grew up in a family, the son of Joseph and Mary, and one of four brothers. Behind Jesus, years of listening to his heavenly Father and learning the Scriptures. And the Scriptures feature strongly in this passage. And our next picture shows the scrolls of Scripture. Jesus regularly attended the synagogue, a trainee teacher and rabbi learning to find God in the Scriptures, learning to see God in the ordinary things of life, just like you and me, just as we have heard today in our testimonies. Perhaps as he walked the country lanes and by the sea, rehearsing and shaping in his mind future parables of ordinary seeds and an extraordinary good Samaritan. And today, today, which is a key word in this passage, today, Jesus comes back. A day a moment that would launch his public ministry. There was already so much behind Jesus, but my goodness, wasn't there so much more ahead of him in the three short years that he would live on earth? 
Jesus came home that day. And I wonder for you, where is Jesus today? It's easy sometimes for us to keep Jesus at a distance, to keep him behind us, out of sight, or to keep him in the wilderness, in the desert place, keep him on the fringes, or keep him safe in church on a Sunday, safe and respectable. But he is here. He is right here. And he is right everywhere where we are. At work, at play, in good times, in difficult times. In company and alone, he is near. Jesus has come back. He's come back to you. Do you need to come back to him today? He wants to come home, to come home to your heart today. Will you receive him? Will you welcome him? Will you listen to him? Will you embrace his proclamation over your life that we will hear now? Let's focus on his proclamation from the scroll of Isaiah. Jesus stood up to read, and the attendant handed him that scroll. Jesus unrolled it and chose these words to express the essence of why he came and what his mission was, his radical manifesto. Jesus declared, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To let the oppressed go free. And to proclaim the day of the Lord's, not vengeance as Isaiah wrote, but the day of the Lord's favor, the year of jubilee. And it occurred to me as I heard Mary read, as a nation we are in a year of jubilee, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And maybe that's something for us to think about in our nation, to bring the Lord's jubilee and freedom and liberation and good news to the poor in our country in 2022. So Jesus then rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. Because rabbis would sit down to teach. And we are told that the eyes of everyone were fixed on Jesus. And again, that raises a question for me today. Where are my eyes fixed today? Who am I 
fixing my eyes on? What is my heart fixed on today? Will I fix my eyes on Jesus and my heart on Jesus? Because I know his eyes and his heart are fixed on me and on you this morning. And I pray that it may be said of Haverhill Methodist Church, as it was said on that day in the synagogue, the eyes of everyone were fixed on Jesus. And the atmosphere, the atmosphere in that moment was electric. The power of the Holy Spirit was tangible. I wonder if there was a dramatic pause. And then the unforgettable words of Jesus. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And whether that was all he said or whether it was his opening line, we don't know. But it was powerful and it was enough. And the truth was, in that moment, those people in the synagogue knew the word of God came alive. Here was the word made flesh, made real. Now God was in their midst, tangible, touchable. Heaven visited earth and the ordinary came, became extraordinary. The holy and the common were joined forevermore. And here was good news for everyone. And these words echoed the words that Jesus' mother Mary sang, the Magnificat. Words that she sang over Jesus when he was in her womb. When she said, God has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. But he has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things. But he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. The word was fulfilled in Jesus. God kept his promise, and Jesus understood his central part in God's plan of salvation. A plan that was whispered from his heavenly father's heart. That was sung gently over him in his mother's womb. And now proclaimed openly and publicly for the first time in the synagogue. Which goes to show that your mother really does know what's best. (laughs) 
today. This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So the message is simply this today, as we've heard already. Look no further than Jesus. Look no further than Jesus. We'll put that on the screen now. Later in Luke's gospel, two of John the Baptist's messengers were sent to Jesus to ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, go back and report what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those with leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised. And the good news is preached to the poor. Look no further. Jesus was true to his words. And his work of liberation and restoration goes on to this day in the world through the church, sometimes without the church, in your life and in my life. Jesus is a living Savior. He has power to save. The power of the Holy Spirit to change lives is present here and now. You need look no further than Jesus today. And I close by offering you that very invitation. We've heard already today how this scripture is being fulfilled in our congregation. The blind receive sight. The lame, those who are struggling along in life, are still able to put one foot in front of the other. The deaf hear, the dead are raised. Those who lay in the ashes are rising up, are coming back home. The good news is being preached to the poor today. So let this scripture be fulfilled in your life. Just as Jesus returned home to Nazareth that day, will you let Jesus return home to your heart? Will you stop your searching elsewhere? Will you let Jesus in? Let Jesus in behind your bars. Let Jesus in to unlock your chains and set you free. Let Jesus into your broken heart Give him all the pieces and he'll mend it. Let Jesus walk walk into your life with his light for your darkness. His vision for your blindness. Let Jesus in with his peace for your fears. With his healing for your pain. Let Jesus in where there is nothing else that can fill the void. Let Jesus return home today. That 
with Jesus, you will return home today as his witness and give yourself to that work of jubilee for his glory. Amen.